once again to The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, a Last of Us HBO Max podcast, a weekly podcast that discusses the television series The Last of Us on HBO Max. Uh, today is February 13th, 2023, that we are recording this episode, uh, which will be discussing episode five, Endure and Survive, directed by Jeremy Webb and written by Craig Mazin, uh, which aired on, in theory, February 12th, it says here on Wikipedia, but it was actually released on, I think, was it the 9th? The Friday, yeah. Yeah, yeah, March Friday. March tenth, March tenth, actually, February not 10th. March tenth, February tenth, yeah. because <laughs> of uh, Super Bowl weekend, which is a, a big sporting event in the states and Canada, and uh, as a result, uh, it pretty much takes up all the um, television uh, population viewership. So uh, they decided to release it early uh, because. Uh, I'm one of your co-hosts from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Sorry, Mike, you, for, go first. Ah, uh, yes, for uh, another podcast that we do. Um, and in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, how are you? Good. And in the province of Alberta, Canada. Hey, everybody, it's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Uh, for folks who are curious who we are besides uh, the, this podcast that we just uh, mentioned, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com. It is a network that was created around the original podcast entitled the Dark Discussions Podcast, which is a ongoing weekly podcast that's been around since uh, 2000. Two, maybe I can't, I can't remember, but it's been a long time over a decade anyway. And uh, that's a podcast that talks about uh, genre films, specifically horror and thrillers, uh, weekly. Uh, this podcast here is a spin off of it, and uh, me and Mike and Barrett on this podcast uh, are joined with Eric, uh, who is usually the, the person that is introduced first. Um, so uh, how you can reach us here, you can reach us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com, which is our email, or you can just go to www.darkdiscussions.com and press the Contact Us link on the menu on any page of that website, and that will open up an email box as well. Just type in Last of Us or Cordyceps or something related to that in the subject, either way you email us, and we'll know the email is directly for this podcast here, and we will e read your email on this podcast. Uh, unfortunately, we haven't had any emails yet, even though uh, we do have a very large uh, follower base of this podcast. Uh, we are right now in the top 10 uh, on Stitcher and uh, in the to uh, top uh, half of the, the um, Apple podcast and various other places as well. So we are, uh, know that you're out there. Unfortunately, uh, you do haven't contacted us. Um, not sure what that means, but at least we know you're listening. Um, Sean, what else can people find on www.darkdiscussions.com? Uh, they can also click on the Patreon link, link, which will take you to Patreon, where you can uh, you know, support uh, your different podcasts or creators. And in this case, uh, anything that you would be able to donate each month would be greatly appreciated because the, though the 
actual podcast itself is released free to everyone. The actual behind the scenes costs uh, can add up. So anything that you would be able to financially provide to support us would be greatly appreciated. Uh, for every $5 each month that you are able to donate, you get to put a name of a movie that you would like to get reviewed into a draw, which gets done every quarter. And when whichever movie is picked from that uh, draw will then either be reviewed on the Dark Discussions main feed or one of the sister podcasts, depending on where it falls for genre and that kind of stuff. But whatever happens, if you're only able to do a dollar a month or something, that, that still counts and still helps us. So it would be appreciated, and thank you for your support. Indeed, indeed. We, we do greatly appreciate any uh, support that people uh, do contribute. Uh, since, again, we do have uh, server costs, uh, which uh, hold the podcasts, as well as the website and all the other stuff. Uh, and uh, we uh, do uh, need um, anything to put us into the black. Uh, we are always looking for uh, writers uh, for the, the network. So if you would like to write articles or ever wanted to get into journalism uh, and get something on your resume uh, where you could write columns, uh, whether it's about movies or video games or anime or toys related to genre and such, uh, we're always looking for folks. Uh, what you can do is just write to darkdiscussions at AOL.com or press the contact us on the website and put in the title uh, writers or journalism or something of that nature or columns, anything like that, and we'll know that you're uh, looking to uh, join us as a writer. Uh, always looking for people to write weekly or monthly columns for the website. Um, so where you can find this podcast here, The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, you can find us a number of places. The first is obviously The Rise of the Cordyceps Infected, uh, which is a feed that can be found wherever podcasts are found, as we mentioned, Stitcher, Spotify, and such, Apple Podcasts and whatnot. Uh, also, you can uh, find us on the Dark Discussions podcast feed. Uh, that's the the big feed for the website uh, for folks who want more than just uh, this podcast about this show. Uh, for all the co-hosts that you hear on this podcast, we do other podcasts as well, and that includes the Dark Discussions podcast plus uh, the side podcast and spinoff podcast as well. So you can find this podcast on that feed too, so you get more than just the Cordyceps Infected podcast. And then, of course, you can just go to www.darkdiscussions.com and the episodes are all there as well, where you can listen to directly through the website and download uh, from the website. Um, all right, so uh, what do we do here? Uh, basically, we're assuming everybody has watched the show because otherwise you wouldn't be uh, listening. Uh, some of our movie reviews, we actually do uh, two parts, a spoiler and non-spoiler section, but uh, this podcast here, since it's a television show and we're assuming everybody who listens to it is a fan of the show or at least watches the show and hates the show, so whether you hate the show or you like the show, you're interested in hearing other perspectives, uh, we are here to do that, so uh, we spoil everything because, again, we assume you've watched. So uh, we're going to review episode five, as I said, so I guess we go around and first discuss uh, how... Or let me rephrase that. What we thought of the episode. So uh, let's start with you, Barrett. Um, I sounded like in our pre-talk that I might be one of the people that liked the episode and liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Um, I'm still 
thinking that it's a little too Walking Dead-ish, um, but we'll see where it goes this season. Um, I thought it was a sad episode. Uh, the acting was really good, and there were some really good good scenes in this one, especially at the end. All right, sounds good. Uh, for me, um, yeah, I thought it was a pretty decent episode. Um, it's... Uh, like Barrett did say a little bit of the walking deadish, um, but as Mike will most likely say, you know, how much can you do that's original um, that hasn't been done before, especially in this genre. Um, but it was, it was a pretty good episode. I had a pretty uh, awesome uh, sequence near the end. Um, I, I had some issues with, with certain characters and certain pieces of the episode but we'll we'll talk about that um and uh yeah but all in all it was a a pretty good episode uh um one one out of the five i I don't know where it would fall but i i feel it was was um what i was looking for anyway at least partly which was uh zombie action uh let's go through you uh sean uh yeah so i enjoyed this episode more than i enjoyed last week's episode uh still some issues with the Kathleen character, but I thought uh, the Henry and Sam actors were really, really good. And I know that they changed some of the stuff for like Sam from the game, but I thought what they did worked. And uh, I thought the action sequence with the infected and getting to see the bloater was freaking awesome. And uh I, as I said, I enjoyed it much more than I did last week's episode. Still not the best of the series for sure, but it was more to what I kind of was hoping for. So I enjoyed it. All right, sounds good. And uh, Mike, what do you got? Uh, actually, I think this might be my favorite episode of the series so far um, because it kind of hit on multiple fronts and that it ter- delivered some character, good character stuff. It also delivered some good action and some good zombie stuff. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I understand what Barrett's saying. Um, it's a little Walking Dead-ish. It, you know, it's a it's a post-apocalyptic zombie tale. Um, I mean, how much can you do that hasn't been done before, especially in this genre? Uh, it's it's just going to be hitting those tropes, and that's been one of the things that's been holding me back from uh like exuberantly embracing this show from the start is that it's doing it well but it's not doing a whole lot that we haven't seen before and i like the zombie genre don't get me wrong i i i am far from burnt out on it i know a lot of people got burnt on out out on it about a decade ago uh but it's also going to be a lot harder to 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 thrill me and titillate me uh, in a way that, say, Train to Busan did, uh, because it's really hard to do something new. It's it's just playing something very familiar. It's a greatest hits kind of thing, and that's kind of what the point of the game was, was to have you play through a zombie apocalypse, uh, as opposed to, say, your Resident Evil games, where it's uh, it wasn't really an apocalyptic kind of thing. But, but I liked it overall. I think it was really good, and I think... Um, the, the, there's that scene at the end that reminded me a little of a uh, hard home from yeah. <laughs> uh from game of thrones 
which is another thing where I, I mean, I knew a thing was going to happen. I wasn't expecting that. Once again, I've never played the game. Uh, I have no idea how closely that aligned with the game, but um, yeah, I was expecting like the one big zombie to erupt out of the ground and, and cause havoc. I was not expecting what we ended up having. And I, I kind of liked that. That was, that was cool. It was neat. Uh, it just took us a long time to get there, but I think, like I said, I like the character work so far. There's like, so there's other issues. Like I said, I'm liking, I do like the show. I'm not loving it quite as much as some other things, but um, well, as much I, as other people are. Just as a quick note, I think the zombies are what differentiate it from Walking Dead. So the more of those there are, the more I feel like it's its own thing. So Well, they kind of mentioned that, and we'll talk about that later uh, in a behind-the-scenes thing. Yeah. Uh, what the, what the yep. deal is with the zombies, and I think... I, I'll just say, the showrunner, the the non-game showrunner, the guy that, that created Chris Noble Diaries... Not yeah. Chernobyl Diaries. Chernobyl. Chernobyl, yeah. Chernobyl, Chernobyl Diaries. Chernobyl Diaries. Completely, different. But... <laughs> uh, completely different. He said that the zombies were like the were the gameplay thing in the game. And since you're not doing gameplay, you're not sitting there with a joystick, they don't really have a lot of zombie stuff in the game. Yeah. Which to me is kind of like making a sports movie and leaving out the sports stuff because you're not actually playing with the ball. It's like, no, right. people, people, people actually do like make a fortune having people watch them play video games. You know, if people want to see those events that they played through. Now, again, me not having played the game, I can't speak to it, but they want to watch those events that they played through transpire on the screen. And it is a zombie apocalypse thing. And I just know people say, well, it's not really a zombie apocalypse story. It's a story about two people finding each other in the apocalypse. Oh, I like, no, hate that. No, 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 no. That is not how they, they build the show. Come watch <laughs> this loving tale of a man and a girl learning to love each other again. And they've lost the part. No, that is a theme. It's an important part. But if that's how they act, that's the road, right? It's the road with zombies. Yes. That's the zombies are, are a hook and it's a hook. They advertised. Certainly. Um, and like you said, that's the thing that makes them different are the, the cordyceps zombies. Yep. But there are people who are going to want to see the gameplay and, or, or at the very least, you know, what we would call the action and the horror in the thing. And if you leave that out, I think you're missing out on the whole purpose. People wanted to see this adapted besides, well, I mean, not the whole purpose in addition to the story. Right, the story is nice, but without the story, you're literally just watching the cutscenes of the game. You want to see the, the the some of the moments, or at least the highlights of the game. And sure, you can have with video games can you know, are usually over the top in the action, and that may uh, uh, undermine the the realism of the game. So you don't have to go like the too over the top with the with the action with it. But it, it, I, I think they may have missed a a point uh, or at least the point of appeal of the series for a lot of people, because again, this is really only the second big zombie moment we've had and we're more than halfway through the series. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's a fair point that you bring up, Mike, um, you know, one of our, we mentioned as a joke, you, you said earlier, uh, Eric co-host of the dark discussions podcast uh, that you're waiting for him to, intro, to be introduced, but he's not on this podcast, but he always 
plays a video game called Madden, and a lot of folks that listen to this podcast, especially the American folks, are, are very familiar with Madden. Uh, it's NFL on uh, Xbox or PlayStation or whatnot. And that that if if they made a video a movie out of that game, which obviously they don't have to because the game is based off of the TV events and, and stadium events that, that we all see. But if they had turned Madden into a, a video, I mean, a TV show and didn't have the sports and they just talked about the, the people, then, yeah, I, so I see what you're saying. It's like It would be like, stupid. Yeah, it would be <laughs> stupid. Yeah, Madden without without – Football. We're just watching the, them do, you know, the housewives of of Atlanta, but instead it's oh, uh, it's the football players of Atlanta or something. You know, it's like it, well, and they're it, we know they're going to show zombies, but that that whole thought process is problematic, as as Mike yeah. said. So, yeah, I, I that concerned me as well when I heard him saying that, just because then it then it means that they're going to lean into the human aspect right. of the conflict rather than the zombies that they have to avoid. And, and right, the thing but, that's look, the problem with the, with the the human aspect is how how does that feel original? Because we we can just go and and watch any TV show about a human aspect. I mean, if you want to wa- watch any of the nominated films uh, for the Academy Awards, most of them are just human aspects. So it's like, no, no, we're, we're here to watch the zombies first, and the human storyline is important. As a backdrop, I remember when when I saw uh, the day Dawn of the Dead remake with James Gunn's written, Zack Snyder directed with with my girlfriend at the time. Um, we we talked about afterwards, you know, you know, w- w- was it smart to go and save chips? And we both agreed it was. And you know, we had a great conversation for two hours talking about that. And and then you know you have the the twenty eight days later, and then you have Warm Bodies and all these other films since two thousand. That had a lot of original stuff. Mike, you mentioned Train of Busan. So the human aspect, you can see that in just, you know, that new Tom Hanks film about the old guy. You know, that's a remake of a film that I – a Swedish film or – no, a Norwegian film that I saw with my wife 10 years ago. So it's it doesn't make sense. You were going to say something, Mike, now about the human stuff. And all yeah, I was going to say this is one of the things I said. remember back when this was a big thing and uh, why are zombie – uh, and I did some some analysis, like thought about it. Why is the zombie genre popular? And one of my arguments, besides the fact that it's cheap, right? You know, and and other things, uh, is that zombies are an easy monster and they don't require much, right? You have to tell a real story with a werewolf or a vampire or a witch. Zombies are just a background monster. You don't, you know, they're everyone knows them by this point. You know their motivation. You don't even have to go to the whole uh, – after Zombieland, certainly. You don't have to go to the whole you have to shoot them in the head to kill them thing. Um, they just provide a threat. And many zombie films, not necessarily all of them, but certainly say you know, things structured on Night of the Living Dead or Dawn of the Dead where you have a group of people trapped and surrounded by zombies. It's basically uh, – what is it? Lifeboat by Hitchcock, right? Where you get a group of people who are survivors who are stuck together uh, – and it's how do they make it through? How do they find their way in this world and back to safety if it's even possible? And there the interpersonal drama comes in. But you need that outside threat to be a present threat to heighten that drama. Like Titanic. 
like Titanic, right? You don't, you don't need try. I mean, imagine Night of the Living Dead with the zombies outside the farmhouse, and you just have those strangers stuck in the house during a storm. Yeah, you can have some interpersonal drama, but is it is it going to be at the same to the same degree? No. And here, certainly, you have the interpersonal drama. This it provides a great stage for it, but you, you still want to see it on that stage because it heightens everything. And it's great to have this as a reminder that shit can go down. But if I'm hearing, so I was thinking like, oh, well, they're just saving the zombie stuff until later. And then when he said that, I was like, uh, oh, shit. Um, maybe he really doesn't think the zombie stuff is not important in the zombie show. Right, exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking. And and, and look, I'm perfectly willing to, uh, I'm not judging the, sh- the rest of the show based on that, but that was a, to me, that was a warning flag. And you, you said that, Barrett, that's kind of a, a revelatory statement. It's uh, a, it says something about his mindset that yep. maybe he's going into this with the wrong thought process, and you know that that he doesn't understand the genre. And and I don't know. And I right. the, the the game designer's there. Well, but that's he what I want to ask you, Mike. I want to ask you this, Mike, specifically you. Um, now, Sin City. Uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez, and who was the guy that that wrote the comic book? Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller thank you. Uh, Frank Miller was a co-director of that film, uh, and and when I, when that happened, I was really like, okay, it's really Rodriguez that directed it, and or was like the quote unquote ghostwriter, and and uh, Miller was there as a big name to to put spaz to the story uh as well as to to um um help out in in ways but it was really rodriguez that was directing it because again he's the director and mill is really more of the the creator author and i'm beginning to think that this druckman guy that's on this 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 showrunner here the part you know co-showrunner who was one of the co-creators of the game the other guy for some reason is not part of um the show and I'm thinking that Druckmann is just there as, like, similar to Frank Miller was with Sin City. But the difference was is that Rodriguez, I feel, was more aligned with Frank Miller and Frank Miller's vision than this Chazin guy, or Mazin, Craig Mazin guy, is to what Druckmann and his co-creator did for the game. Am I? I don't know. I mean, I, I have no idea what their working relationship is, and I can make guesses, you know. But I'm going out on a limb and saying that because he's he's a game guy who's who's being you know brought to quote unquote Hollywood or whatever. I don't know where they're actually filming this. Probably Alberta. someplace in the hellhole that Alberta. is Canada. Yeah, so hey. I, uh, <laughs> one of those one of those weird places up there in that frozen hellscape. But um, and maybe he's just excited to be there. Look, he's getting a lot of stuff in this that is, as we've said repeatedly, those who have uh, played the game, uh, very, very faithful to the original story. And so he may just be happy to get all that stuff in there. Maybe he agrees with it. Maybe he doesn't have a problem with it. He's certainly getting some of the zombie stuff in there. But I don't know who has the real power here. Um, 
If right. this is I think a fifty-fifty thing, I think Matt. But in the end, because it's not... he's the writer of pretty much most of the episodes. But anyway, continue. Like, I was going to say, but in the end, it just comes. Well, he's the writer, but you know, he doesn't have the purse strings. You know, they say, okay, we don't have the money for this zombie scene and this zombie scene. And the editor, you know, and the, and the producers kind of have the final say of how anything goes. Um, fundamentally, like we can point to a lot of films, Casablanca being being a great example, or Jaws being another example, where where there's a lot of behind the scenes problems, and you still get something magnificent that comes out oh, afterwards. The, the first, the first it, right, chapter one, right, and and so whatever the reason is, it, it uh, you know it's it's highlights this thing it, it, at least it's highlighting where there have why there haven't been a lot of zombies in the first five episodes until you got a lot of zombies in this episode um but fun, but it, it fundamentally doesn't matter either the show delivers or it doesn't deliver and so while it's delivering a lot on the human interpersonal stuff and i give it credit for that and it's delivering on the setting and it's delivering on the atmosphere and the 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 uh the sets digital sets and whatever to uh create this post-apocalyptic world it's doing a great job of that the dialogue is 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 sparkling and that's all fantastic it's that it's missing that one ingredient which if that's an ingredient that you're invested in as i am it's going to leave you maybe not as, as satisfied with the meal Sure. Uh, what's your thoughts? I'm getting my cheeseburger, but I want my fries. What's your thoughts, Sean, about all that stuff? Truckman's um, part in this, maybe uh, the the missing element that that Mike is mentioning, uh, Barrett mentioning, um, you know that that it's it's feeling more like like other zombie programs rather than than its own entity what, what's your thoughts well what i would wonder is like listening to them talk in the pod the official podcast for the show with craig mason and neil Druckmann. uh it's you're assuming that they have a pretty fair working relationship where they're you know they each bring different ideas or whatever and, and work together from there i wonder how much is budgetary stuff because it's not cheap to do the quality stuff that they have shown for the infected i don't like i don't so i mean maybe they could yeah have they're done not more. doing they're not doing cgi it sounded like they like were it's doing pra- like a lot people. of practical stuff like yeah in yeah. the episode they talk about that the cul-de-sac that wasn't a cul-de-sac in calgary that was in calgary but they actually built the neighborhood like they built the cul-de-sac all the houses designed all of it was on a lot so, I mean, if you're looking at that, how much was invested to make that look as like a believable neighborhood? I thought it was pretty damn good. I thought it would have been close to like, a, like an actual neighborhood by the way it was done. But they, yeah, no, it was just all built in a month. Yep, yep. So, I mean, there's effort put into it. It's quality. I just wonder just how much of it is like, you only have so much of your budget, right? And we don't, I don't know what the actual budget, I haven't checked what it is. So I don't know how much is actually allocated. It looks, sounds like they're doing work with Weta, who did the creature designs for Lord of the Rings. I, I imagine they don't come cheap. One of the guys that they got, who's also on effects, came over from ILM. So again, I'm assuming you're, you're like, you're getting quality people and a 
quality people cost money. So that's my thought of like why they didn't do the like why they changed the Bill and Frank stuff as opposed to doing the school run in the the episode, doing that like backstory with Bill and Frank and doing it that way. Oh, that must have been definitely cheaper than than yeah. You know, doing the the, the actual school yeah, the zone school, thing, right? Yeah, yeah, right, right. And then they talk about when the infected do the swarm at, at the end of this episode, talking about well, what were they going to do? Are they you know we want to have one of the bigger uh, infected come out? What are we going to do? And then talking about doing the bloater, and then talking about like some of the actors that were. Um, involved because they talk about the the little child clicker there's no child clickers in the game that was something they created and they talked to the actual original designer who designed the infected creatures on the last of us and then you know did casting and found this girl and they talk about how like in the even in just like the um where they were just like casting that the, she moved in such a creepy and nightmarish ways <laughs> that it like creeped them out. So, I mean, they're going, they're searching out and they're making an effort to when they're providing these creatures and these people who are portraying the creatures, right. It's not just like everyone's just shambling. Right. Like they're making, like when you see that girl move in the, the episode, it's creepy. And when they talk about just like as I say, like building the, the sets and the 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 attention to detail and like changing things, like in the game, when the sequence happens in Pittsburgh where they are trying to get rid of the hunters at the last part of Pittsburgh, there's a sniper sequence. And Joel in the game has to take out like six or seven guys before he can get to the sniper and then do his thing. And then the showrunners are talking like, well, this isn't the video game, so that doesn't serve the purpose of what we're trying to do. So then we'll change it to having just the old guy as the sniper and then have like a little story or whatever that they create for him and change it that way. And then have the focus on the swarm, the fact that like you have the people getting run down and you buy the vehicles and trying to coordinate all that stuff. So... I I would just think that it's like with those kind of like sequences, I don't imagine you could do one every episode because either would they would just get they would just get boring, or just for just the actual cost involved, if you want them done with any sense of quality, right? I mean, one thing I'll I'll give The Walking Dead credit for uh, is they had a zombie in every show. The makeup never got bad like if you watch the old the old planet of the apes films uh in the first film all the makeup is is as good as you could have done at that time you know maybe not be rick baker quality but it still was really good for that time and then as you go along by the time you get to like battle of the planet of the apes there's fewer apes and a lot of the apes in the background are clearly wearing like halloween masks um (laughs) Yeah, the budget so, went down or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Just because just it was cost saving, and yeah. you know, and, and then so I, I question, and obviously, Walking Dead would have hero zombies, right? Ones that where the makeup was was center, and then ones that maybe been far in the background. They still looked good, 
And if that show, with what I imagine its budget was to do that, then they may just not be allocating the budget properly here. Because that's possible, yeah. Because you built yeah. an entire neighborhood for one one extended scene of a, of a TV show. Right. I don't know if that's where the money should have gone. But these are all concerns that, um, again, fundamentally just comes down to do we enjoy what's on the screen? That's their job. That's what their decision is is how to do it. And I'm sure they're going to hear back from fans as to what they liked and what they didn't like. And they'll probably give us more or less, more of the things we like and less of the things we don't in the second season. Um, And again, I don't know where they're going. I understand they have to pick their shots, right? That they want to get the maximum impact they can. And I can understand that maybe you don't want to just do the, the token zombie of the week uh, just to have it and just to say you have it. Right, right. But, and, and this is a thing, I guess, we're, we're, we're getting in that verge of beating to death thing. It just, it's at least like, again, I'll go back to what Barrett said. It, it's, it's certainly revealing their mindset. And I don't know that that was the, the right frame of mind to be making a video game adaptation for. Yeah, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Um, obviously, I, I, both sides make very valid points because um, you know these zombies here, uh, the practical effects are, are much different than say, uh, twenty eight days later, where um, you know all you needed was like red eyes, um, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> you know, and, and and yet those those zombies were, in my opinion, were were probably, very effective. Yeah, very if, effective, if not more yep. scary than the ones we see in this one, to be honest. But well. Uh, not yeah, to me. About, these, um, these are scary to me. Uh, what was it? Uh, Salem's Lot and the vampires in Salem's mm-hmm. Lot, where one of the things that made them effective was just the contact lenses. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know, you didn't need to make everybody look like like, like Barlow. You just need the, the eye shine and a little bit of uh, foundation, and, and they were they, <laughs> they were good. Oh my God, for sure. Yeah, just, <laughs> absolutely. The Toby Hooper uh, Salem's Lot for sure. I mean, the human zombies. I mean, the human vampires were, were as scary, if not more scary, than than Barlow, you could argue. Um, and and I, I see your point, Barrett. That yeah, these these zombies are pretty scary. Um, actually, I, like I said, the the whole um, <laughs> uh, mushroom part of it, you know, just kind of it, it bothers me more. I don't know why, but it does. Sure, <laughs> creeps sure. creeps yeah. me out more. And I will yeah. say the design for the bloater was done well. Because they talk about doing the design for the bloater, and like they're talking when they when the bloater comes in and basically like decapitates uh, Perry, the second the the second yes. commander, whatever for weirdo Kathleen. Um, yep. They were talking about it first because Craig Mazin was like, "I want him ripped in half," and right. then like when uh, people are showing them, they're like, "Oh, people don't actually rip in half." So we <laughs> have to actually do it where they actually rip, which is and the in the game the bloater decapitate like by ripping your head off and so basically they go with that and then it look when the actually the actual sequence happens it's effective it doesn't look cheap or cheesy it looks pretty good is it just the bloater just goes in and you can't stop it and that's right. the point it, it is dark so so they, they can they can cut on special effects a little bit but it just uh, the silhouette was pretty 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 phenomenal either way um 
And they talk about really doing, there and go, but oh. that's not really how people get torn in half. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too, Mike. Is that if they had him get ripped in half, I don't think anybody would be would be thinking that's not possible. They'd be going, "That was awesome!" <laughs> or, 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 they would, or, or they would be, if they're more apt to be scared, they would be going, "Holy shit! What did I just see?" Yeah. So well, the yeah, other that thing takes me back to too. the. Uh, I was going to say that takes me back to the review of Daybreakers, where it complained about. When the vampires exploded in a shower like, with way more blood than than any human body actually contained, it's like, yeah, that's a selling point. That's a feature. That's not a bug. Right, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. It's like lone wolf and, wolf and cub, man. <laughs> blood spraying everywhere. Yeah, yeah, right, right. Kill Bill, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, anyway, so, so all right, we, we got to – that's generally our understanding of uh, our, our thoughts. Um of of what what the the showrunners said after the the episode, as well as uh, Sean was able to listen to them on the podcast that HBO releases. Um, so we we can talk more about that uh, in context with the, with the episode itself. Um, so yeah, here we, we we can talk again. There's no spoilers, so don't worry about that, guys. Um, so uh, I wanted to read something. I kind of brought this up last week. Uh, as what I felt was an issue um, that the leader of the the villains, I mean, again, I, I, I wish I didn't care about any of their backstory anyway, but since they chose to make a backstory and, and actually make the villains characters and not just uh, randos as, as, as they are in pit, the Pittsburgh in the video game, um, I did uh, feel that... Um, the the leader was was an issue, and uh, there was a, a fairly well known podcaster uh, and YouTuber that that wrote this, and and this is his or her words. I won't tell you the individual, uh, but this individual um, said this, and um, of course this is social media, so obviously social media is what it is. It's it's harsh, it's unfiltered, and people uh, show say rotten things rather than put it in, in a more uh, balanced way. Uh, but this podcast, a slash YouTuber who, who I, I actually generally enjoy uh, even with, with this crazy comment, um, whether it has some truth or not, uh, this is what they say. Uh, I've caught up on the last of us on HBO and will not be watching more. It's fucking cringe and lame. I don't buy overweight women leading battalions of men in a post-apocalyptic world in literally any timeline. I have had I have mad love for Melanie Linsky as an actress, but GTFO with this Emmy bait. Um, now I've had problems with the 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 character too and i i didn't i didn't really care that much because again i knew they were all going to be wiped out this episode anyway so i didn't really care that much but i i did feel or, or i asked in a non way a way without giving an opinion uh was it realistic for this character to be able to be um the leader of a gang of what i would call villainous people uh but you know that the stand showed us that Stephen King story, uh, the book I'm talking about, showed us that the villains were able to create a civilized society in Las Vegas without having 
uh, rapes and murders and criminal crime and all that. And yet, you you know, a lot of times in these apocalyptic shows and, and books, people just go nuts like we see in The Walking Dead and they become rapists and cannibals and whatever and on and on. So I usually feel that most people will turn into what The Walking Dead showed uh, rather than what The Stand showed because The Stand was, was led by what we could call it a demon. So they could have the power to keep some order, I guess. Um, so it, it kind of felt weird for me that this woman who I, I felt wasn't threatening at all, even after her actions, because she's a despicable character in, in the show. Um, none of her, none of it felt as, as, as I guess, scary or cluster B or, or sociopathic or evil as I feel it would have had um, it been someone that was cast that would have fit the role better. I feel like, like for example, if we had to, you have a woman, Charlize Theron, in Mad Max, the last Mad Max w- w- was a great example of a believable character in such a role. What uh, about Darlene in Ozark? Darlene in Ozark, absolutely. You love her, right? <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or she was a middle-aged, pudgy white woman too, yeah. right? So, yeah, but she had a gun and was a motherfucker. And said we killed everybody, but. I don't agree with the premise, so I just... Okay. Yeah, I think it's a stupid, stupid remark. Um, And I think there's always backstory. There's always context to anyone who's in charge. You can look at some people. Look at Hitler. Let's let's just go straight to the, the, the cliched argument. He was this little man with a bad haircut and a bad mustache. How did he end up leading one of the most powerful nations in the world. What is his height? I'm going to look that up. That's a good question. I don't know if he was little, was he? Uh, five, he wasn't nine, big, yeah. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, he, he wasn't that tall. He's 5'9". Yeah, okay. Yeah, so, so his average height, right? But he also, you know, he's not like... He was not the Aryan ideal, ironically no. enough. <laughs> um, you know, he, he, he wasn't, you know, Hauptmann Germany, you know? It's... Uh, they they make now I don't know this person who will remain anonymous uh, is making I think a, a just a cliched and political points and in my opinion and I, I don't know if they watched just last episode or they made it through this episode but I think they explained it in this episode it's been twelve days this was an underground revolution she is the brother of the leader of the revolution. She basically got the job on his coattails. So if you don't buy her as this charismatic leader, well, she got the job in theory out of sympathy, but then they won, and that's what bought her the loyalty. And she's only been in power for a very short period of time. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, that's I mean, right. for two weeks. I like that. I like that argument, especially the 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 <laughs> length of her leadership. It's, it's right? very short. It's very short. So, so that makes it more realistic. And like the, one of the things that that's pointed out to you by the showrunners is they talk about like it's been what eleven days or whatever since they beat like taken down Fedra, and look what the infected managed to do when the focus was taken away from them and into this weirdos you know the weird squabbling and vengeance and all that kind of fun stuff, right? And like. The second in command, who 
needed to show more uh, leadership or strength, uh, had pointed out, like, we have a undulating basement occurring last episode, probably need to deal with this. And then he brings it up again this week. And her thing is, no, 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 we've got to, you know, that's, you've got to have your priorities. We have to kill Henry and then kill all the collaborators. Right. You know, those infected, well, they'll just, they'll just, they're on a hiatus. It's all good. Right. I mean, you could, so you could say in that her blind desire for revenge, uh, you know, I mean, I guess you could say it's like one of like the uh, Ahab and the whale, right? Where it's just you get so locked on this one idea that you completely miss everything else, right? right. And I guess yeah, and, well, but, and and that's a fair point because because you can have it, it's like that like Game of Thrones, right? You, you know, you're, they're fighting each other, but there's also the White Walkers. But who cares about the White Walkers? Because I got to kill these people instead. And and the problem is is that you got to you got to you got to focus. It's geopolitical in a sense, and and here it's a, it's more than just the, the kill the collaborators. It's also we got to watch out for the mushroom people, and and she, like you said, she's closed minded and and opponent Ahab. And I will say in her defense, again they they added a lot more context here. So she is they 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 point out how bad the KC Fedra was. Right. Well, we, we it, don't we don't know. This is their perspective. Yeah, no, this Castro, is Joel. This is what this is what Joel said that he's heard. And, and they even told the, us, even Henry, the collaborator, says that they're that bad. Right. Yeah, all right. Okay. So then, the fact I, that they I, they've no, made good. sure to put that line in there means that I'm going to have to I'll take that at face value because it's it's exposition meant to impart information to us more yeah. than anything because otherwise it didn't have to be said. So there's that and. So whatever the conditions were, were pretty brutal. And so I could understand, you know, like, you know, the the wanting to round up and execute all the collaborators, not enforcing it, just saying, I understand that. You know, it's I don't think that they were all that kindly to the um, the, the 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 Vichy government in France after World War Two ended. Well, the, um, no, well, you got to put it perspective too mike was what she says she says all right kill them all and and what we do with the bodies just burn them all that's exactly what i would do get rid of them so they're collaborators so so, but again what what's what's the definition of a collaborator and and how do you know everyone in that room is a a true collaborator or not she know she said she knew so i'm gonna take her word for it okay no but this is why we had the nuremberg trials right we didn't just line up everybody and shoot them so Um, the same thing the could have been done there. Trials would be different than that, right? She just she's open, right? Like she'll just murder uh, everyone. Her, her trials are more like Roland Fraser uh, of the Nazis, where where they would, you know, the the fake trials where they just bring them up, guilty, hang them, and done. Move on to the next. Right, and, and this is this is, but this is also what appeals to populists, right? This is giving people yeah. what they want. You know, yeah. people don't want uh, John Adams defending the British soldiers after the Boston Massacre. They right. just want them lined up and shot. Right. That's terrible. Um, but it's, she's giving it's the people real. what they want, which goes back to the, <laughs> the what is her appeal? Why is she leading these people? They got results. She's giving them what she wants. And she is, I'm guessing, it well, hasn't been that too. long since her brother died. Um, 
And so that wound is still really raw, and it's also why that you know she probably shouldn't be in charge. But she's letting that anger and rage drive her, and on the top of whatever other anger and rage, however justified it might be, over the way everybody was treated for the last decade or so by these people. Well, and let's um, be honest, even Henry says that he understands why she wants to kill him. Yeah, I mean, well, well, I understand why the Chinese want to kill us. You know, the communist Chinese or the Russians want to kill, uh, take over Ukraine and, and the Israelis and the Palestinians. Why are we going I, I there? We're, we're, because we're just filled. talking about these two characters. Still, right. So but, I wanted no, to but, throw out something but, that the showrunner said. But Henry, too, is, can, uh, Henry can understand why he, she wants him dead, just as as she probably understands why Henry she does to do what he did. And, they and, have a pretty good conversation at the end. Yeah. So, but but again, that, that doesn't justify anything. I'm not saying justify, but you yeah, can understand. I mean, is there anything it. ever justified? I mean, this it, isn't Jeffrey only... Dahmer we're talking about, where we're going. Well, I understand the need for a sex zombie, <laughs> right? Well, he was <laughs> mentally know. ill. He was he was right. he was like sociopath. I mean, these people. I don't know what the hell they are, but they, they're something. No, they're wrong. people. That's what they are. They're people and people in, in angry people in crowds. Don't have evil. to be, as you like to say, cluster B. They're they evil. just have to be people. Which, which, can, which is the mob mentality, which is evil. Which just is like, which, which is like that comment yeah. from that guy on social media. Well, I, I'm, I don't know if he's a good guy or not, or a good woman. You know, whoever he is or she is. The point is, is that podcaster slash YouTuber said some things that were kind of harsh, and and. And, and and it wasn't and like you said, Mike, that it was kind of rude that he said or she said that. So well, it was a failure. Just, it was a failure of imagination that you can't possibly see how a person in that situation. I mean, you can have all so we have all sorts of people who you who are surprisingly surprising in leadership roles. And maybe you don't buy her. Maybe you didn't think she had the charisma to do it. Um, but I I I had no problem with it at all. Um, Especially when they added even more context, and you could understand that she kind of got handed the job, probably rather than, you yeah, know, yeah. she she was there yeah, from the when ground. Her brother died. Right, right. She, yeah. right. she was going to be one of his lieutenants, basically, if her brother right. didn't die. Right. But she's and, the but, other coin, the other side of the coin to her brother, right? Because her brother was wanting peace and wanting to cooperate and work together, and she's blood, blood, right, blood, right. blood. Right, right. Well, and she might the not thing, have been that way before he died. I think, but she talked about being dark before. Yeah, dark, yeah, but she, she didn't she, have the opportunity to do what she's doing now. So he, they well, probably well, didn't see that yet. Well, that, that's the, the thing. That she she was dark all along, and she was only in check because she had her right. father. The, right. So the thing is that this, the, uh, the showrunners talked about, too, is that they – the Kathleen character is inspired on Madame Defarge from A Tale of Two Cities in the care in the idea that someone who was supposedly matronly in unex you know uh, you're unex you know it's unexpected for them to take that role, then becomes right. a villain like becomes a vicious, cruel um torture person. And that's what yep. they would say that they were like that's I think what they were trying to go with. Like I just I didn't like the character. I just myself. I don't 
have anything against the actress. I like the actress and and everything I've seen her. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think anybody has a problem with the actress. Yeah. No, I'm just but I'm just saying, right? Like, but my thing was is I just didn't like the character. Well, I think Mike's point about the people with no imagination can't see how she could be in charge, but people don't realize how many of us are followers. There no, are very the thing, few. Yeah. There are very few people that will stand up and lead and, and do it effectively. And if she's why does a bully get to do stuff? But bully right. gets to do stuff because people stand and support them because they don't want to be targeted either. Exactly. Right. If everyone stood together against the bully, the bully doesn't happen. Yep. But right. it's easier to go with the bully and go after other people, right? Because they're not going after you. So, so the, in that aspect, it's going with the Phil's talk about the mob mentality, right? Which is, it's easier to go that way than it is to stand up and do what actually may be right in the actual situation. Well, it depends on if you necessarily disagree with her too. There's probably, there's enough people that agree with her that, you know, what's right is what they think is right. Not what you or I watching it think is right. Right. And I don't think like, I just, cause I can understand where she's coming from and how she ended up like this, you know, that it adds a little great or it doesn't mean that I'm, and then, like, we see that her execute these people after the exchange with Phil last week, because she executes the one person in a fit of rage. Very different from, in my opinion, from executing an entire room full of people uh, after promising them a trial. Um, yeah, she, okay, so well, she's clearly an outright uh, villain. She didn't really promise them. She said, we know how that will go. I think she's pure evil, and it doesn't matter her backstory. Well, again, you like to you you you're you're, you're black and white. Thing. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. But but there was, but, there, there was not hey, a lot of people talk, in the world that are great. I was talking to Sean. I was talking with Sean offline, and I don't know what Sean's opinion is, but I said, no matter what anybody's backstory is, and I wasn't even talking about this show. I was talking about other stuff. Uh, it it doesn't give them the right to be evil or be mean or awful, and and so I I don't think it there is any black and white in this. It, it's it's just what it is she's evil. what do you mean by right i mean <laughs> rights are just what humans make uh, there is no, no uh, right uh anything. well it, it depends i i think there is i think that there's uh a right for every human being to to live you know and no you one to. would die if that were the case there is no right no, no every people die because of old age or, or people accidents. are killed because of many reasons and none of them have to do with that i mean and and, and if it's not if it's not uh, uh, illness or accident or old age, and and it's done because of people decide to do it, that's evil. So you don't agree with um, capital punishment? Uh, yeah, I I, I kind of don't. I yeah, don't. We've I'm just this, asking you. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. We've, we've had this argument, or uh, not yeah. argument, because I'm not really in favor of capital punishment either. But we have this. have had this conversation in the past. Um, but no, I'm just saying I can understand. We can, we've all had times when we get angry. Oh, I, I understand. And we're full of rage. But 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 that's still that's still evil. Yeah. At least in my opinion. I think a lot of things were done in, in that are evil that were done for the better good too. So I, it's a hard hard thing to judge. Well, I'm not disagreeing with you that that a lot of evil things have happened that have actually turned out to 
to turn out things things have still turned out good because of even if evil has happened but again we're 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 talking i i mean this isn't this is just 12 days right and and she's mass murdered probably more people in 12 days than than probably probably not more than fedra did before then uh well well i'm just talking about as one individual her decision uh has killed what we saw at least the two examples you know the the one where the doctor that birthed her and then all those people in the jail cell that she captured she she killed a lot of people uh, and, well, i'm and, just and, saying and I, probably not more than fedra though but but I i'm mean, not i'm not saying fedra's good i'm just they're evil too i'm just saying these are just evil people all of them they're just evil all you right. did was replace one evil with another evil that's right all. well this is this is i don't care how much uh you were wronged by the 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 French royalty. Does that justify the terror? Right, right, exactly. Um, right, right, right. And and that's that and that that's it. And that's an analogy like going back to last week's episode that they were referring to is that you know that the revolution often can become the thing that it was revolting against. No, not often. Almost power. Almost always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the group that takes over turns out to be the same or worse than, than the original group. Yeah. Is is what they said. Though that's what the showrunners said. You're absolutely yeah. right. They said that last week uh, in the little podcast at the end. And people, I agree with Barrett. People tend to be followers. People often follow for the wrong reasons. People often follow because they the people who tell them what they want to hear. Yep. Um, nobody again. Nobody's going to say yes. Let's round up those Nazis and give them a fair hearing and a fair trial. No, round them up and hang them. You know, right? Hang up those Fedra folks and fuck them all. Well, um, and, and to be honest, a lot of a lot of the Nazi trials, the Nuremberg trials, were were done uh, for publicity too. You know, because well, yeah, you got to show that we won. Yeah, because both it was funny as both Churchill and Stalin, who hated each other, said, "Yeah, we should just line them up and shoot them all." And it was it was uh, uh, Truman that said, "Well," and De Gaulle, I think, that said, "Well, you know, maybe we should have trials." And so it's you know, well, so even, yeah, and it was all I mean, for for De Gaulle, it was more self interest, and for yeah. us, it was because we weren't hurt as badly in the same way. Right, but so I could also we, argue, right? There's a reason why you're supposed to be in front of an impartial jury and an impartial judge yep. because you can't, it's hard to have justice when the person deciding is the aggrieved party. Right. Right. Oh yeah. Right. That's why the Nuremberg trials were, were kind of facetious because the, <laughs> the aggrieved party was the ones that were putting them on trial. So it was kind of a little odd. The whole well, situation. the aggrieved party was pretty much the world. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> Unless you're taking them, you know, you know, handing them over to, I don't know, maybe the aboriginals in, in Australia. <laughs> yeah, that's a fair point. But to get back to this show here, because obviously we're, we're, we're just talking about a woman that's in power for 12 days that has no more effect in the show because she's dead already. <laughs> so they didn't even have she to She gets build, what she deserves. Have, she's a lesson. She, she, that was karma coming back. Everybody gets what they deserve. Oh yeah, she. I, I was I, oddly. I didn't really care that much that she died because I was like, she should. They shouldn't even have this character. I, I don't. They shouldn't even shown us any backstory for the villains because they're just. Villains. Well, I don't. I think it works. Well, to then some they become degree, mustache um, twirling. 
If you I don't have any backstory, you they're just they're caricatures, right? Sorry. Well, Mike. no, they're just villains that you don't know much about. That you know, I mean, similar to in the video game, I guess. But I, I don't know. But I, I mean, in some way, giving us some insight. You have Joel, and you have uh, is it Henry? Henry. Yeah. yeah, Henry. Yeah. And and you have leader chick. Right. right, and all of them yeah, are faced uh, with the loss of loved ones and how Catherine, do they handle it. Kathleen, yeah. Kathleen, thank you. And, you know, look, Joel, again, going back to, to last week, and these, these two, it's, I think it's hard to watch the this episode separate from the last one. It almost yeah. feels like they should have been aired together. Um, is yeah, that yeah, is sure. that Joel saying that he had done some horrible things? This is a guy who did not apparently respond well to losing his daughter. And he's just kind of coming out of it that, um, what was her name? Tess? Tess. Yeah. Tess seemed to have been helping him out of it. Then he lost her. But he didn't decide that because they're going on this, this errand uh, for Ellie that she's to blame and, and so he's going to execute her. Um, right. He was angry and bitter over things, but didn't take it out on her. And then you get to the where you are in this episode, even before this happened, where he's like, uh, you know what? Why don't why don't uh, fuck it? Why don't you kind of join with us and follow us along down the road? Right. Um, so it shows he's getting his humanity back. Where you can see with Kathleen, her humanity was completely lost. Um, that's because she's not letting go. She's not moving past and not moving beyond. And, you know who knows? Who knows where she would be if she had twenty years to get over the loss of her brother? Maybe she would have been a much kinder, gentler Nazi. But, <laughs> um, but again, you're also you're dealing with making decisions in the heat of emotion for her. You know, the idea that she not only does she ignore the problem literally under her feet, he ignores the problem after it's erupted in front of her just to go after Henry. Yep. 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 You know, right. rather than just assume, well, the zombies are probably going to kill Henry. I think I think her her number two man there Perry was an, was egregious because he was the one that knew about the thing in the basement and he let this person that isn't right in the head uh, because of the the Ahab syndrome that she's got um, stay in power and. Maybe he's messed up in the head too. Maybe he's 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 crazy too. So I guess it doesn't even matter. Fun no, well, he was actor. well because he's 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 a follower and he's loyal to her. Like he said, you know, he's like you you made this happen. You got us this thing we've been wanting for yeah twelve years. Yeah, and, but, but I mean, he or, was still number two, right? So I mean, he, he wasn't. He was a follower to one leader, but I mean, everybody followed him too. So there, there like were he... there were there are two kinds of number twos. There were there are there are the number twos who are absolutely loyal to the to the number one, and then there are the number twos who want to be number one. And he seems like more the 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 one who's loyal to the to the leader, the the well, invaluable I'm... aid. I, I agree with you. I, I just think that that um, he could have been both. If if might not have uh, wanted to be. Well, the moment she she ignored the basement thing, that 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 was the red flag in my opinion. Even 
right, okay, fine. She kills the guy in the, in the cell who was a, a friend to her whole family, and that was insane. But you know, you know, you, it's heated a moment. It's rebels, whatever. But when the thing's in the basement and she and he, she doesn't want to do anything about it, except oh, you know, just have a guard or something, then that's the point where I would have said, all right, th- th- we got to get rid of this person, or, or temporarily take her out of power, or something. I don't know. You were going to say something, Sean. Well, I was just uh, going to say it's the fun fun fact is that to Jeffrey Pierce, who played Perry in the show, is actually the voice of Tommy in the game. So it's cool. Tommy? Tommy's the brother of Joel. Oh, how about that? That's too funny. And so it's funny that that's another that's the second voice actor from the game that they've actually had in the series. Usually, you don't get to have that, right? When you go from a game or whatever animation or whatever to live action or whatever. Yeah, so. they 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 for whatever reason want want to get the the people with the with the. The actor's card rather than than uh, the video game people, I guess. I don't know. So so it was kind of cool that they were able to bring a couple into the game. I mean, and the other the thing I was going to say, this is a side one, but uh, they were talking about Lamar Johnson, who's a Canadian actor from Toronto. Good for him. Uh, they were talking about how he learned American Sign Language. He played Henry. He played Henry. No, no, Sam. Didn't he play Sam? No, he, Lamar Johnson's the one who played Henry, and then but, Kevon is the, the the little kid. The little kid's never oh, acted before. This okay. was the first time he's ever acted. Okay, so Henry Henry is the guy from Toronto, the the older yeah. brother. Okay. Yeah, and he and they talked about how he learned American Sign Language in a weekend. Yeah, that was a cool thing they were talking about at the end of the show, where uh, and where um, Pedro Pascal was like, "Yeah, they learned it so quick." <laughs> <laughs> So I thought that was kind of cool that to be able to to, to make because he wanted to make it authentic so that people weren't saying, well, that's not how you do it. Right. Well, I would think even if he didn't wasn't able to learn it as as I'm assuming it may be a little bit hyperbole that he was able to learn it in a in a weekend, but he definitely probably learned the sign language specific for those scenes that he was in. Yeah. Well, but it, also the kids delivery are much better of it, picking right? up language than adults are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By far. <laughs> yep, that's true. Um, and Kevon is actually deaf. Yes, that is yep. true. Um, now, our yeah, so so we, yeah, so we learn a bit backstory of Kathleen as well as Henry and Sam, right? That's their names, Henry and Sam. Yeah, yeah, and um. Sam says the story that he he'll help get them out, but he's not a killer. Henry. Yeah, that's what I'm meant to say. Yeah. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. yeah, and I remember I, I texted you, Sean, when I was watching it, saying that was kind of silly. But then we find out he was just saying that as a bluff to for some reason I, I even forget why. But um, I uh, let me ask you this, Mike. I wanted to bring this up to you because uh, he's not a killer. He hasn't killed anybody. He's been responsible for people dying. There's yeah. a difference. Yeah, yeah, but but he said something about afterwards when when he he got out and he said, yeah, I, I, I'm not telling you the whole truth I, or something. But yeah, all right, that, I think you're right. It may have been that. But it's because ask... he's the guy that that got her brother killed. Yes. No. No. Right. Right. They decided to to make that the direct story plot. 
Um, now, let me ask you this, Mike. Uh, what was your opinion? I was shocked, again, uh, because a lot of these television series um, nowadays, they have the warning about suicide. Um, this one episode did not have, have a warning either about suicide, and I was kind of surprised about that. What was your thoughts on that, Mike? Because you and I usually have noticed that a lot when we talk in, in the Dark Discussions podcast. Um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm of mixed opinions about trigger warnings because you know, we've certainly used them uh, when discussing movies and we've, you know, we'll say, you know, there's violence towards children, towards animals, there's sexual violence. And you probably want to know that before you go watch certain films. Right. Uh, at the same time, once I've decided to watch the film, um, I don't know that I want to be spoiled before the credits. You know? <laughs> right. Well, right. I, I don't, I, I guess I'm not asking you that, Mike, I'm asking you, why is there inconsistent? Why has it been, this show decided not to do it while every other show we've seen has. It, it makes no sense to me. I don't know. There was there was something. I don't remember where it was. Where I think there was the same thing where where they didn't have this the suicide warning up ahead. I know that there was a warning in front of this for like for flashing or strobing or something for. Or, right. I I don't know. It's it's. I mean, honestly, that. To me, part of it is if you're doing again a zombie apocalypse show, you suicide is kind of part of the zombie apocalypse, right? <laughs> um, I can't think of many zombie apocalypse stories where somebody in the end doesn't decide to to take the matter into their own hands, so to speak. Um, yeah, I mean, like good example being yeah, it was actually, but it was this right because I don't think there was a suicide warning at the start of episode three. That's right, there was not. Yeah, I don't know. I was just curious. I mean, I'm not asking, saying it's right or wrong to to have the the warning. It was just, I'm just, it, it. I'm so used to seeing it now. It's curious when you don't. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because it used to be curious when they did it, because it was new when they were doing it. But now it's it's common practice, and yet for this show they don't do it. And and, and it was just like you said, Barry. Oh, well, it's it's a, it's a, honestly it's more than anything. I think it's a cultural thing. Um. I remember uh what was it? it was ten years ago um seeing the uh another zombie film the uh indian uh zombie film uh goa goa gone and you know i hadn't seen an an Indian film in theaters before, and this is a film where there's a hedonistic party with you know people taking you know taking drugs and people are shooting each other and firing guns in the zombie apocalypse. But anytime somebody in the film is light is smoking a cigarette, a warning pops up about the dangers of smoking on screen. <laughs> That's weird. There's nothing about shooting other people on screen. There's nothing about ingesting bath salts on screen. But or jumping from, weird. <laughs> or jumping out of a two story building or something. I think it's like somebody's like up in a treehouse or something, they jump down like ten feet. There's nothing in there that says Warning! Do not do not jump ten feet. But smoking? No, no, don't smoke. Don't, no, don't but the smoke. weird, the really weird one is is the the bath salts where they're using the drugs, and they don't give you a warning for that, but they warn you for having a cigarette. It's kind of funny. Right. And, <laughs> and why? Well, it's it's cultural. And before you, well, the cigarettes can kill you. Well, any of the things can kill you. And I'm going to say jumping out of a you know, from a tall height will kill you a lot quicker most of the time than cigarettes will. 
certainly certainly shooting guns at people will do it. So I don't know. And it's look, suicide is is a real issue. It's a significant issue. And and most of us have been touched by it in some way, shape or form. Um, Whether you've contemplated it yourself or known someone who has or someone who's been successful at it. Um, So, yeah, it is a serious issue. I don't know that it's the kind of thing that. Uh, you know, somebody watching watching the show is going to go, oh, well, look, Henry shot himself. I think I'm going to do that. I, I, yeah, I don't think there's an easy answer. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't I'm not going to say I don't care in, in that it's I'm indifferent to the issue because I'm not. But I, I don't know that there's a there's a correct answer to this. I just know as someone who is not suicidal to me from a purely selfish point of view, I just get annoyed by it because I don't necessarily want that plot point spoiled for me um but a lot of times you know like i i knew that Henry was gonna, was gonna off himself yeah um for for two reasons one i've seen enough zombie stories and and that's often what happens uh when you get to that point and that's number one but the other one is just simply that i know enough about this story to know that this is the story of joel and ellie this is not the story of joel and ellie and henry so I knew he wasn't making it out of the episode with them, and either he was going to go his own way, he was going to get killed, or he was going to do it himself. Gotcha. So, yep. spoiler warning for the rest of the show if you don't know what the show is about. Right, right, right. Um, no, again, again, there is no spoiler warnings on this episode. Uh, it was said right at the beginning of the podcast. Um, no, 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 I mean going forward that this is a oh. show about joel and ellie not oh, joel and oh. ellie and anybody else gotcha gotcha um now uh the there uh what do you guys think of that scene uh with um sam uh showing his his bite Cause um, it's different because in the game in the game he gets bitten but the character is also older in the game than in the yeah, show same age as Ellie, and right? And so when Sam and Ellie in the game are talking, she doesn't tell him about her blood. He doesn't tell her about the bite. So no one knows. And then it's the next morning when uh, Henry had said he'd let Sam sleep in because they, they haven't had, been able to do that in a long time. And he, he directs Ellie to go wake up Sam. And then that's when she goes in and you see Sam just his back is towards you and then he's doing the, the tremors and then yep. attacks her. Well, let me ask you, ask you the, the show version, which is yeah. um, what was your feelings of Ellie? You, but prior to this episode, but prior to her meeting Sam, she has acted more adult than she I guess is right because she's supposed to be 14, but she she's acts a little more mature. I feel, um, but here she acts like, oh, you could just take some of my blood and I'll, that'll heal you and things like that. But uh, number one, I think she doesn't understand. Yeah. Okay. Right. No one's explained to her exactly what the process is to synthesize a vaccine from her blood. Right. Yeah. All she's heard, been told by them, or everyone that's involved in the, this plan, is that her blood has something sure. to save people. Well, and, and I'm so, figuring 
Yeah, I'm figuring knowledge is not as widespread as it used to be either. No, and the thing is that I was going to say is that she's just found out this little kid that she's attacked or attached to is that she knows he's going to die. And she's not thinking in a rational situation. She's like, oh, well, maybe, you know, maybe my blood can help because she doesn't know how the, the va- well, you know, what the vector is needed to actually be the vaccine. What, what was your opinion? Like, oh. What was your, your opinion, Sean, of her not telling the, the adults or, or Sam not telling the adults? I think part of it was, well, number, number one, Sam's a little kid. So I don't expect him like he told her because he trusted her and looked up to her. She didn't say anything again because she's a kid not making the best decisions. Right. Yep. And I think she probably was lying to herself or hoping to herself that her blood trick would work. And the, the showrunners talked that they, they wanted to show because people have been saying, well, why doesn't she just rub her blood on people? And they wanted to show that you can do that. That's not the way to cure the to cure this. Yeah, that's weird that people would think that. I know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm so, not talking about the actual viewers. You know. Yeah, no, no, but, I know. Yeah, I know what you mean. I, I totally believe people would say that though. So. Yeah. So I, I thought. So this was a point for them to say so that we can put that question away about the situation with the blood. Yes, her blood may be a vaccine. You can't right. just rub it around on people. Right. It's not. Right. A, it's not a magic cure. No. Right. I mean, obviously, all of us here knew that Sam was going to go nuts and 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 possibly try to kill everybody uh, within the next couple of hours. I mean, I knew. You know. You know. Maybe these other viewers that thought that oh, just rubbing the blood would work, but but I'm assuming everybody here knew that Sam was dead. So. Yeah. It was a bad, we all knew that that was a bad decision that they didn't go and, and tell the parents immediately or, or family immediately, the adults. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So that, that was uh, somewhat heartbreaking um, that, that he was bit. Um, it was very heartbreaking. I yeah, thought it was I, very sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, I mean, when I was watching them under the truck, yeah, right? I was like, oh, don't, don't for a second tell me that they got out clean. <laughs> That they both got out clean because they're like, you know, being clawed at, scratched at, under, you know, pulled out. They're not wearing any body armor that that we could see. Um, that they should be dead, right? They they should not have made it through that. At least, you know, one of them did. Um, but I figure at least one of them had to have been uh, had to have been bit. So that really didn't shock me. Um, now I, I might have been able, like I said, I, I was fully, really expecting Henry to not make it through. I could have seen them keeping the kid around a little longer, depending on the circumstances. Right. Uh, so, but yeah, it did surprise someone. Someone was going to, someone was going to go. So, well, and, yeah. and it was interesting too. Uh, um, uh, won't, won't uh, talk talk about it uh, until Thursday, but. Uh, co-host Eric of the Dark Discussions podcast. Uh, we're, we're doing a film discussion on Thursday about a certain film and the major changes from the book to the the film. And Eric alluded to something which which makes sense. Is oh, I understand why they changed it for the film because in the book, oh yeah, something something really bad happens to a kid, 
and that's changed in the in the in the movie and so you know because of audiences right but here they decided not to do that right they 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 went right out and and I think they're trying to go with it. the idea that just how bleak this world is yeah that you've already you've had five episodes and you've had three kids die right right you had the Sarah die you had the the girl who came in who was infected yeah, and kid the, yeah yeah, and now you've had Henry, and they're yeah. showing you don't see many kids in any of the episodes, and the showrunners were talking about how the infected may not kill off the hu- humanity. It's going to be that humanity has no children. There's no well, one to create another generation, right? Well, there's there's plenty of people to make another generation. The problem is, but, is that children can get killed easy because they can't protect themselves, and then you also have other humans that would, would do slave the slave trade, right? So, oh, okay. so so I, I don't I don't know if I, I agree with when they said that statement because there's plenty of people that that could could have children. It's just that. Well, ch- would, would children survive, right? Because this isn't a disease where children, like the stand, where where it's a, a thing in the air that, you know, all the kids are born and they just die, the same disease everybody died from the stand. These are, are kids that will have to be bitten to be uh, turned into death, right? So but you also you have, have to think, kids. though, that birth and stuff is not going to be as easy when you don't have the same medical access. Oh, I understand that, but but I mean, you know, we, obviously the the birth rate uh, and and the death of, of of women during birth was much higher back before the 20th century and the 21st century, for that matter. So, but but it was done, right? It was done in oh, the there's, cave. there's it's, all it's sorts done with of animals out in the wilderness, right? So it can happen. People. Can, oh, there's all sorts of birth. things that would happen, right? If we have to right. go back to the old days, uh, the right. old ways, um, and and one of them goes just in you know, a just to be bloodless about this, um, there's, um, you know, there's, there's a selective pressure that we've removed, meaning that, you know, once upon a time, you know, before you had say cesarean sections, uh, that might've limited people who had children above a certain size because the, the mother would have died in childbirth and, and often the, the, the child would have died in childbirth because the baby was too big. And if that's, you know, I, now, look, if they were able to do it in ancient Rome, that we could probably still accomplish it here. But some of those things, those complications that people survive now, they won't. And those those changes just aren't going to end up getting passed on. And that's going to influence, you know, the makeup of humanity in the future. You know, it, it just is what it is. Um, but like I said, it's... I, 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 I don't want to get into the story of the the film that we're going to discuss, which is you know behind the green door. But um, uh, I think with that, the the kid is an important latch to that story, and it's an important emotional point for the audiences. And that would the audiences would lose a lot of an emotional investment without that character there. Here we are. We have we still have Ellen. Right, so you can yep. kill off the one kid. I, I mean, if you killed Ellie off right now, I could see an <laughs> awful lot of the, the the audience kind of losing their emotional investment. Well, yeah, what they feel like, about Joel? Then, then, then why would a novel be successful? Where because you can get more from it because you can see the thoughts of the people. 
And yeah. and you don't need a lot of people to have a successful novel because that's ain't nobody too. reads. Um, um, I read it. I read it, and um, it is it, it is different. Um, but you know, yeah, they're both effective in their own way. So, yep. So here they 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 do follow the source material and they kill off the kid. Um. And um, for folks who don't, didn't play the source material, may have been shocked. I, I would think because it's a kid. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. Yeah. It, it is harsh. It's it's definitely they they really show you how harsh this world is. Like Sean said, I mean it's yeah, it's for sure. It's not a not a fun world. <laughs> right, right, right. Right. I mean, I mean, the the best film ever to do that was was probably The Road. Yep. That that, that was nuts. That film. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah. If anybody wants to see a apocalypse, no zombies, but an apocalypse that's harsh, The Road by Carmen McCormick, the his story that was brought to film starring Viggo Mortensen, high recommend. Um, but it's very Carmen McCarthy, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did I say that Carmen McCarthy? I, 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 I well, you said something else. Never mind. Oh, no worries. No worries. Uh, yeah, yeah. The same, oh, no country for old men. Same, same author. Um, born in uh, Providence, Rhode Island. Um, anyway, uh, back to this here. Um, so, what else on this episode uh, did we want to talk about? Because we've just talked about generalizations. We haven't really even talked about specific scenes, but maybe there isn't anything else really to talk about. But maybe there's stuff on anybody's list that they wanted to bring up that we haven't got to yet. Well, well, I, I just the infected. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go there. Go there. I I thought the infected scene was very effective. I liked how it happened with the truck exploding and falling through the earth, and they all got freed. And they, as they came up, it was just this horde. Um, I wasn't expecting that many of them, so it was kind of cool to see that. Uh, it was just a really exciting scene that we haven't really gotten. I didn't, I don't even think the first episode was quite as exciting as that scene. Right, right, right. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty good. I, I'm trying to think. Uh, what was the best zombie scene I saw so far? Um, um, and I, I don't know. Maybe maybe the 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 part where they were going through Boston and and where they were in the museum. Maybe, but I don't know. I, I actually, you know what? I think the I don't know. Yeah, I mean they're 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 very different. This was like mass chaos. Yes. While the the one yes. in the in the museum was 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 more of a like a, a stalker thriller, scary type thing. Very personal, right. in your face, right? Whereas yeah. the, the other one was just random chaos, death. Yeah, and you saw yeah. how a bunch of these things together could just decimate a huge amount of people. Right, right. Even with right. weapons, and, right? And we were kind of cheering on the zombies at that point. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, we, we were, so that they could get away. Yeah, we were like, yeah. kill them, kill them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> because those were, the, and, and yeah, that was, was like, are these going to be those convenient zombies that only attack the people we don't like? <laughs> fortunately, they weren't. But no, fortunately, they weren't. They were just really bad at attacking the people we do like. Right, exactly. Uh, they just were not very effective against them. Yeah, and yeah, I, and I also really liked Joel with the the sniper rifle. It, Sean talked about that and touched on that already, but I thought that was a really cool scene. How he was just taking people out left and right. 
<laughs> yeah, I actually also liked um, the whole setup for the the sniper too, because the sniper yeah. was he was actually part of the bad guys. He wasn't just some random, you know, um, goon out there in the wilderness. He was actually part of the Kathleen's army. You know, yeah, he's an eighty year old sniper. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. They so, actually so, said so, he was eighty year old. Yeah, so, so yeah, so so he fought in Nam. And they talked about how, like, he lived 60 years, and then the last 20 years of his life has been this hell. Right. And that's why he, like, when (laughs) he's, like, he puts the gun up to get shot, it's, like, number one, why would, I mean, this is the problem with having the citizen militia, when you've had that kind of a situation. You don't all have trained soldiers. You have an 80-year-old man with a sniper rifle. Right. Yep. Well, and he may have been a trained soldier. It's just that he was eighty years old. He should be retired. Right. Yeah. Yes. Right. But but I, I, I probably I, I with shitty eyesight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Right. 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 But well, uh, Joel didn't want to kill him either. You know. And he, and he gave him the option, right? Yeah. Right. Right. Don't but do it. Got, but he was. Yeah. But he, you know, he was part of the bad guys. Yep. I mean, that that was brilliant when they the radio went off and it was like, no way, that fucking scumbag was part of the bad guys. He wasn't just some. Rando, yeah, yeah, but again, they're not the bad guys. These were the resistance, and we don't well, know they're bad what... guys to Joel. Yeah, they're bad guys to Joel, but they don't—they're not necessarily like Imperial stormtroopers. Um, we don't know like to what degree he had anything to do with what was going on, besides fighting the other bad guys. So we can't—we don't assume, and Joel doesn't assume that he's a bad person. Well, um, put, it this, put it this way. If they're trying to shoot a kid, a, a, a 10-year-old kid, they're bad people. Because yeah. the 10-year-old kid has nothing to do with, with the resistance. He's just a 10-year-old kid. Wait for your kids to get to be 10, and then we'll talk. <laughs> but, but, but you see my point. You see my point. Because she, she, they, she wanted to kill not just Henry. She wanted to kill Sam, too. That's psycho. And, uh, well, maybe... Well, I, th- I don't know if she wanted to kill Sam, but Sam was a way to get to Henry. <laughs> well, she yeah. said part of it, though, was the mention because Henry had sacrificed her brother to save Sam. Right. So it was a matter of killing Sam as part of her ledger of vengeance fun. Right, right. And that's sick. Because Sam has nothing to do with it. She's a kid. He didn't ask to get leukemia and require the medicine that Henry had to deal with Fedra to get. Right. But I did like just the fact that he gave the guy a chance that you yeah, had a moment too. to see the humanity and the terror in his eyes. Well, he, um, plus he didn't, he didn't know this guy was part of the Kathleen's army either. That was what I thought was brilliant about that, the scene. Yeah, yeah. Because if he didn't know, if, if he was on the walkie-talkie saying, yeah, Kathleen, they're right down here, I'm shooting. He, he wouldn't even give him the chance. He would have just blew his brains out. But he didn't know that. And so I like that. So I agree with you 100% he was going to give him the chance. But when he refused and he had to kill him to find out that he was part of the Kathleen's army, that was pretty awesome. I thought it was like, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of cool. I thought it was a good writing point there. And then all of them come, all of them come. (laughs) That was nice. Well, and it's funny as that thing falls through and everybody just looks in that direction. And he's just like, oh, fuck. (laughs) They all know what's coming and they, nobody runs early. 
<laughs> but well, you once those things come out. I will say that this was a Hollywood moment, though, because she still could have just blew Henry away right at that moment, but decided to turn around and look at the what the thing. You know what I'm saying? I mean, oh yeah, it's just it was oh, yeah. just one of those things. You know, it's like like it, I if. If it was real, I could have saw her just shooting Henry and then turning over, uh, immediately over to look at what was going on. Right. But <laughs> well, I mean, I did find it convenient well, it was that convenient. we saw the zombies bubbling up in the middle of the city earlier, and yet they break through right where the battle is about to happen. Um, <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll get, give them a pass, and I'll tell you why. And I think I don't know if I said this to you, Sean, but the the noise of them coming and, and ramming all the trucks to get to Henry and Sam could have attracted the zombies. Well, At least that's what I t- actually it was. Network. You know who I told my I told oh. it to my daughters because I let them watch okay. that that's part of the scene and and they asked why did the zombies just come there and I go remember zombies go wherever they hear noise. But also so, keep in mind that they have that network right the tendril network which can uh, go for miles. Right? right. So we don't yeah. know how lo- how far along under Kansas City in the suburbs that those tendrils were. So sure. so it helps that when you have people being stupid, <laughs> doing stupid stuff, yeah, that no, I see. it's going to give them the, the the network a chance to then coordinate and get every get the infected on on side. Right. So. I just thought I, I, I wasn't expecting them to jump out of the, the the hole like that though. That was like it was very much like World War Z in the way the yeah. way that they came yeah. out. And the size of those, some of those were like, wow, those are huge. The bloater was awesome. Yeah, that was like, the bloater. The, yeah, yeah, he was huge. Yeah. No, I'd but, heard, and not letting me play the game, heard of bloaters, so I wasn't sure exactly what to expect. Um, I mean, I played uh, Left for Dead. And a few other zombie games where they have like the big fat zombie that expecting something very different than what we got because it was right. it was big it wasn't very bloated but yeah it was it was yeah it was more of a troll like like from Game of Thrones. I well, it's interesting because in the game the bloaters shoot stuff at you too, like they throw shit at you or as they're coming at you. And the point is that their armor, the Titan or whatever, is so hard to penetrate. You basically have to like use like they were like using nail guns and Molotov cocktails and shotguns to try and take it down. What about uh, what about th- th- this this one here? Did this one? I don't remember it. Was it throwing stuff? No, it was just it just came up and was ripping people apart. Yeah, that's what I, that's what and I meant. smashing them to the ground. Yeah. So I was I was the same with you, Mike. I, I I didn't know it was a bloater. I mean, they never even say that it's a bloater in the. The show, right? I mean, it's only if you listen to afterwards they, they talk about it, I guess. But yeah, and it, they've been hinted at in was it episode one or two, I think it was episode two when they when Ellie asked about the blower yeah. and and tested like, oh, I don't think that's real or something, something right, like right. that. But the only so, like, ones I've heard is bloater and clicker. I and hadn't heard if there were like you know any others. Um, yeah, I think Sean told me there was four, right, Sean? There's four. There's like the runners, which are the the, the ones who are like the most human. Yeah. And then there's the clickers, the bloaters, and then what? I forget what. There's another class too of it. Um, 
Oh, you guys keep talking. Are they bigger than the um the bloaters? Are they more dangerous than the bloaters? Do you know? That's what I'm just looking at right now. Just to talk amongst yourselves. Are they the greys? Not the, the greys. <laughs> Stalkers are the other one. Okay. So the bloaters are the biggest ones. The stalkers are like the third level of the uh, infected stage. Okay. So the bloaters are the most dangerous. Yeah, they're the worst. Right, because they have like armor or or they're just all mushroom. So bullets don't do anything to them. Yeah, and so they're like really hard to take down. And like in the game, in that sequence in uh, Bill's town – when you go to the school, you don't have a choice. You have to kill the bloater. You can't just run away. Right. And it does not go down easily. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, anything else that anybody uh, wanted to bring up? Uh, well, I was going to say that they didn't things. have a cold opener again. Yeah. yeah there was none of well, that. Yeah. They, yeah, their opener was telling the story from their point of view, and uh, this is something I appreciate, is that they didn't spend more than about 10 minutes on that. Yeah, where Henry and Sam. To go back yeah. to Walking Dead, that would have been an entire fucking episode. Or yeah. two, or three. Oh or two, or three, or four, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I like the fact that he was still deaf when he became a zombie. Yes. <laughs> uh, he was just sitting there and didn't know she was there until, you know, she got into his point of view. Um I liked um little thing was when he painted the mask on Sam, I'm like, okay, how the hell is he supposed to know what you just did? And he pulls out the knife and lets him look at yeah. his reflection in the knife. And I thought that was a neat little, little touch. Um, and a thing that I, um, I like was that there was a theme of the um, where where Kathleen is talking about their their where she grew up, and it was the um, the fantasy box right where she would be safe, and that's kind of the any zombie series right characters will always make a little fantasy box whether it's the mall or the farmhouse place where they think they're going to be safe but in fact nobody's ever really safe. Right. Oh, I liked how she asked uh, Perry, have you ever gone back to where you grew up uh, since the apocalypse? And he goes, no, that's 180 miles away. It's impossible. <laughs> I thought that was awesome. <laughs> because because she's in like this fantasy world. And this is another thing. If I was Perry, I was like, okay, this 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 lady, but I, this is not good. She's all gone. She's gone. Well, she um, obviously did something he respects. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, th- I think they we want, talked about right? this song. I was going to say, we talked about this offline, Phil, about the reason that the showrunners chose to have Sam be deaf was because they wanted to have a different communication relationship for Henry and Sam, as opposed to having one that would be similar to Ellie and Joel. Because the showrunner was concerned that it would just end up being like a too much of a mirror of Ellie uh. and Joel's. I think that, uh, I think they were oh, I think they were overthinking it. It could but, be, yeah. But but the change was fine. It's just that yeah. I, I think I think that explanation is a little overthinking. But it did add another dimension when you're thinking about it. That yeah, like you can't like the sequences with Sam and Henry are a lot quieter than the other sequences too, which is kind of noticeable. 
So they, they also they also um like you said cha- uh, changed the age made made Sam much younger for some reason. Yeah, like four years younger, I think it was. Yeah, and and that's a big difference. Uh, it's a big difference. Yeah, at, at that age, it's not like you know a thirty-four year old and a thirty-eight year old. Uh, a eight-year-old and a twelve-year-old is a big difference. Or fourteen. And I think the one of that does is it makes it a protective relationship for Ellie. Yep. Yeah. Right. That she's now got someone she can look out for. That's right. Rather than just getting a friend, it's still a friend. It's somebody that she has something in common with. Right. Um, but just as Joel, you know, uh, Henry is much younger than Joel. Yeah. Uh, she's uh, Sam is much younger than Ellie, and I think that just adds a different dynamic to it, and it makes it it makes her feel responsible for him. And I like the fact that they had like the sequence when uh, Joel and Henry are looking out at the Kansas City skyline talking about the plan or whatever. And you have like the little shot of Ellie sharing her jokes with Sam and having that little like light moment for them and having the, their like the ongoing thing with the comic book being something that bonds with or bond is a bond for them. I thought that was done nicely. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was cool. Yeah. And the cool thing is that uh, another attention to the actual game is when they find, you know, when they go to that uh, spot that was like where they had the kids and stuff that, or they they stay in until they leave the tunnels. There was a, a similar, a similar situation like that in the game as well. And they actually like went to the effort of making sure to have like the same like rule signs and same artwork. Yeah, I heard about between that. Between the game and the and the thing, and that was kind of cool. Yeah, they so, called it Easter eggs, I think, right? Yeah. So it's kind of neat, neat that they, again, the, there's this the tension for the people who have had a chance to play the game to get those kind of little things, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, that, and it's smart because you, you know, we, we, we've said They're about, your audience. <laughs> exactly. They're the, they're the main audience. You know? They're the guaranteed audience. Yeah, the guaranteed. And if you piss off the guaranteed audience, then the show is going to fail. They're the people that Halo kind of ignored. Yes. Yeah. You don't yeah. need those people. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 also the the Lord of the Rings on. Yeah. Oh, right. That that's a whole different dimension. But <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Um. See. So, yeah, anything else anybody wanted to bring up related to this episode? Minor thing. Uh, friends of the movie Creep Show. I just kept hearing Adrian Barbeau every time that Kathleen was talking to Henry. Because Henry is the name of Adrian Barbeau's husband. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The children die, Henry. That's just what I kind of had <laughs> going in my head. And I just oh, couldn't get great. that out. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I'll tell you one thing. It, it, whether it was intentional or not, to, to make you hate Kathleen, they they, they kind of did a good job, you know, when she says, kill them all and then burn her face. It's, yeah. it's like, all right, that, that, yeah, that was intentional. And yeah, she's not so, so nice. <laughs> yeah, so it was cute, humorous when she's in her in that her room as a child and, and they're trying to make her be more sympathetic. And it's like, oh, it's a little too late for that. <laughs> they should have had that other scene. They should have, you know, skipped so that. So the other thing I was going to point out is like in the, the last episode when – Joel and Ellie are driving by and you see that 
pile of bodies that's burned. So then the assumption is that those are collaborators that Kathleen has burned. Yes, that's what I got to, yeah. So I thought that was kind of nice. And then the other thing I was going to say was when they have to end up burying Henry and Sam, because in the game, like Joel doesn't want to, doesn't want to do any of that. And it's kind of, Ellie is kind of pushing it. And then to have her in the series, you have her uh, take the, the little magic board and write, I'm sorry, and leave it on the, on Sam's grave, I thought was kind of a little, make you, make you feel a little sad, right? Oh, the whole episode at the end made me feel really sad. Yeah, it it was kind of strange. But, oh, I, no, let me phrase it. It wasn't strange at all. But it was interesting. Um, yeah, yeah, it was like Ellie. Ellie was on the walk away first, right? Yep, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. she's so like, let's what, get a move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was it was kind of sad, but I I did uh, like the fact that they decided to bury the bodies. Um. I don't know. I don't know if that's realistic, but, you know, especially are the, are the collab, are the Kathleen group, you know, I mean, they, Kathleen's dead and some of her soldiers, but are there still more of them out there? I, I don't know. I, I, don't I think, think that been. whole community's fucked. Now. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure the, the infected has got, uh, got <laughs> oh, that Oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even think that. Yeah, yeah the infected. <laughs> well, then that's another reason I would say, yeah, there's no time to bury the bodies. We just got to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> so I, I, don't, I don't know if I would even bury the bodies because, I mean, how far away did they carry the bodies from where – all those infected attacked, right? I don't, I don't know. Maybe they're already outside the city. Five I think miles they, the, the assumption yeah. is that they're like at the far outskirts of the town. Yeah, that, yeah oh, you're probably yeah, right. Because, because, right. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. The other thing I was going to say was, was another touch, which, nice, which is nice for the game people, is when Henry and Joel are looking outside at the city, the Kansas City skyline, if you look in the distance, there's a yellow bridge, mm-hmm. which is what you cross in Pittsburgh or try to cross in Pittsburgh uh, and that's like your goal is you have to try and get to that bridge before the hunters get you. Okay, so, so that's a, 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 a Easter nice, egg, like a wink. Easter egg for the, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's cool. Yeah. But obviously, in the video game, they would have pointed it out and say, "That's the bridge we have to get to." But yeah, and it was it. like that was one of your main goals. And then basically, yeah. what happens is the run truck, the truck that has "run" on it, written yep. on the front, yep. basically like runs them off the the bridge so they end up having to jump into the river and then henry and sam save them in the game okay that's how they 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 get saved that's how they escape from the hunters meet up right 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 interesting yeah now now uh in pittsburgh though they don't have the, the the mushroom attack do they uh, there's some infected because the but, infected come as they at the in the sniper sequence when yep. Joel takes out the hunters and then their APV whatever uh, catches on fire because one of the Molotov cocktails drops it into the cabin and blows it up um, and sets it on fire and it crashes into the house. All this infected start coming from the the, the north part of where they are and Joel is trying to take them out. Gotcha. And then they get overrun, and then they basically are, are running, and then then find that the safe house later on. Gotcha. So the infected were there. It's just that they were dealing more with the the hunters in Pittsburgh. 
Gotcha, gotcha. All right. And the other thing that was interesting was in the game too, that there's a point where you're getting chased by the hunters and Henry actually like betrays Joel and Ellie because they're trying to climb up a ladder and he like, I forget, he like knocks the ladder down or something so that he and Sam can escape. And then, so then he basically leaves Joel and Ellie to like <laughs> their own ends and then I'm it's kind of glad that's they, not in this episode. Because, it was just good that they didn't have that. But in, then it's yeah. when they get jump off the bridge that like Henry comes and like does the redemption arc of saving them from the water or whatever. Gotcha. But it was yeah, oh. it was inter- It was good, good that they didn't have that. Oh, I did love. I did. I did love uh, uh, when Joel's answering. Uh, Henry's questions. Oh, yeah, that was hilarious because he, he <laughs> was, and, and, and what's her face? Ellie says, "Oh, come on, don't talk that way." We're great. <laughs> he couldn't say it in any way that didn't sound threatening. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, face. "I'm going to shoot you when this conversation's over, and I have access to my gun." <laughs> and Pedro's face when he says it is just awesome. <laughs> just like just. Oh, you just uh, don't mess with me. Is and I just yeah. and just that it was nice to have some of that levity because you don't have very much. Right, right. because that's all you could look at is levity. Because there's there's no way a sane person would talk that way <laughs> with, to someone that has a gun put put to their head and and could sh- shoot Ellie too, for that matter. I mean, I I, I can't, couldn't believe it, but I knew that they were doing it for levity, so I let it go. I, I was I thought it was funny. Well, it's a matter of. Right, how good is he at hiding his emotion? Right, he just may be a shitty poker player. Right, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's possible to yep, exactly. So, it'll be interesting right. to see what next episode brings for us. Yeah, I mean, we we have a couple of hints. Uh, it's titled Ken, and we've seen the the trailer for it, um, yeah. and it appears that he's going to meet up with Tommy. Yeah. Um, so obviously Ken and Tommy, uh, that, that is part of it. Uh, it looks like there's going to be a, uh, a lot of winter weather too. Uh, and again, they're in Wyoming. I assume they're going to be by this point. Yeah. So, uh, this must be, uh, late, um, in the year or early. But maybe say like November, year. right? Because I think it's October yeah. or so when they're yeah, yeah. and on that the makes sense. Whatever, so. If if it's November to to have snow in in that general yeah. area, especially if it's Jackson Hole, because that's where where they were talking about where they're going, right? So yeah. that's part of a city and in, in, or town. So in, do they get there? Um, like, is there that time? What I'm assuming, probably because it's not going to be a four hour episode. That is it. That time jump in the game. Like they get not, to Kansas City to Wyoming and well, from they go from Pittsburgh and then it's like they make their way to Wyoming and then there's like a sequence in Wyoming and then well, they're on the road again and but then uh, but, 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 but Sean, but, the, I think what Mike's asking is between Pittsburgh to Wyoming, is there any any activity? I think it's just that they're going. It's just because I think it's, it's still fall when they actually get to Jackson. No, no, no. But but again, let me rephrase. Okay. Is there another big episode in the video game that happens somewhere between no, Pittsburgh. It's, okay, it's, so it just cuts right to Wyoming. It's making their way to Wyoming and then the next series of events that they have to go through. Okay, so so it's literally it's a cut. Once they get out of Pittsburgh, it's pretty much a cut 
to, to Wyoming. Like they don't right. have well, an, an episode in, in, going... in Iowa, for example, or an episode in South Dakota. Is what I'm saying. Right, but I can buy that because there's a lot of nothing. As you know, you're, now you're out in the Midwest. There's a lot more room to maneuver, as we discussed uh, about last week. I, I, I um, agree. I'm, I'm just curious if there was another big event, is all. Like, right, so they're not skipping over anything. Is really what I was getting. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah right, right. So there's not. not they may just though. change the events that happen when they are in Jackson because there's stuff that happens that I'm not. I'm not sure based because right now we're at we're at the halfway point of the season. Right, and the assumption is that. Season one That's is covering game one, or the first game, and that season two was supposed to deal with the second game. Okay. So we'll see what happens if that's the case or not. Right, right. And yeah, I, I was just curious, though, is all because, yeah, I mean, you know, the, between Pittsburgh to Wyoming, that's, that's a big distance. And though Mike has a really good point. You know, it's more wide open. They can probably avoid cities and such. I was just curious if there was, there was going to be some other big event that occurs, no. like in say Indianapolis or, or the farm farm fields of corn fields of Nebraska or something. You know, so nothing. Like no, because it's going to be Jackson, and then there's a big event. Jackson, between... It's not Jackson. It's Jackson Hole. Well, okay, they're saying it's Jackson. So I'm just. Oh, oh they actually say where in the they game? They say it's Jackson. Jackson. In the game. Jackson. Yeah. In the game, it's Jackson. So, all right, well, all right, that's interesting. Right. I don't know. So, Jackson. so, anyways, the 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 thing is, is that the between the Wyoming part and then the end of the game, there's a big chapter that happens in the winter. So, I'm just wondering if that's gonna if how that's gonna play out. Right. Yeah, I'm looking up Jackson now. It says, yeah, it's Jackson. Let's see if it's a, it's a it says that uh, Jackson, also referred to as Jackson City, is a town located. This is this is from the wiki for Last of Us. What Last of Us specific their yeah. own wiki page? Uh, located in Jackson County, Wyoming, and one of the many locations that Joel and Ellie reach during their journey across the United States. Um, sometime after blah blah blah. Yeah, I'm just trying to see if it's a real city or not. Uh, I don't know. I have, to, I have to look it up uh, elsewhere. Anyway, it was, it was just curious. Um, all right, so we yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think that that's pretty much wraps it up, right? I mean, nothing else really. Did I see correctly in the previews for next week that it, uh, it looked like um, one of the girls from uh, True Blood is going to be in it? The one uh, that played one? Tara, the one that played Tara, the black girl. I don't know. Thought I saw her in the previews, so I was wondering if anybody else saw that. All right, all right. I'm looking up Jackson, and there is a town called Jackson, Wyoming. It does exist. Oh, I'm and... sure. It's like a thousand other names that exist that we'd be yeah. surprised. No, at. no, but but they did. You know, they did actually have Lincoln, Massachusetts, right? And that's a a, a no name town too. You know, so. Um, let me see. Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Let me see if Jackson Hole, Wyoming is. You know what? Jackson Hole, Wyoming is Jackson. So it is the same thing. But it's kind of funny. So we're all good. <laughs> I think. Yeah, yeah. Jackson Hole, Wyoming, Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, it's the same thing. Oh, now you're going to hear huh. from like people in Jackson. Someone in Jackson Hole is like, how dare you confuse us with those motherfuckers from Jackson? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's fucking sick and tired of that. Yeah, Other side Jack of the tracks, man. <laughs> Goddamn yeah, people Jack from Jackson, Hole. they like candy for the sweet, sweet taste. Jackson Hole is, is, is just just a uh, 
uh, a section of, of Jackson. So, so it is. We're we're talking about the same place. That's cool. Yeah. Um, the other side loves the haunted lemon tree. What's, what's that mean? It's a joke from The Simpsons. Yeah, the and the elf Shelby people, Shelbyvillians. <laughs> oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I think Jackson Hole is where all the the wealthy people live, like like Harrison Ford, and then the rest of the Jackson is just the regular people that that own the restaurants and what and do the and teachers and doctors and whatever. Anyway, um, all right. So uh, I guess we kind of start wrapping up here. Uh, on, a, on a side note, um, last week's episode. Uh, almost had one million viewers as it was as it was um, being run. So, so that's an increase again, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big increase. It's a almost it's over two hundred and fifty thousand people, extra people wow. watched it live from the prior week. Yeah. So you got to think word of mouth is helping. Yeah. Yeah. I guess well, so. The Walking Dead is done now, right? So. Yeah. yeah. People looking for that craving are gonna go to that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens next week. I wonder if we'll break one million. You never know. Um, all right. So I guess we can give our final thoughts on this episode again. Hopefully, we didn't piss anybody off. Um, again, uh, we're just throwing stuff at the wall, seeing what sticks. If we did, you're too sensitive. Too sensitive. That's right. And that's why we want we we want you to. Send your emails at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to www.darkdiscussions.com or press the contact us, which will also open up an email box. Uh, Sean, you going to say something? So I was going to say it was funny that the, the showrunners talked about, too, when they were scouting in Edmonton, which is the town I live just outside of, for episode two. They were talking about going into a oh, – go ahead. I said name drop. Yep, there you go. Um, and they talked about they went to a restaurant and they were getting served. And then the the waitress had asked them like what they were here for, and they had mentioned The Last of Us. And then she like rolled up her sleeve and had an Endure and Survive tattoo. Oh, okay, that's true. Which is the whole thing in the game in in the comic. Right, right. Is Endure and Survive, right? There you go. Yep. Yeah. No, there, there's fans out there. I, I, I had my daughter dressed up as uh, 2B from the video game Near Automata for Halloween, and and uh, every so often, like every 30th or 40th person that she would bump into knew knew exactly who she was. So there's there's people that know. There's people that know. Yeah. Audiences are bigger than you think. I, I was wearing this uh, this spy versus family anime shirt. And uh, our, our, some person from the next neighborhood, their dog was loose, and I didn't want it to get run over. So it was a friendly dog, so I brought him home to the, the people because I knew – because I always – I didn't know the people, but I, I know the, of them because I see them walking their dog all the time. Yeah. And and the woman that answered the door said, oh, I love that anime, that spy versus <laughs> – and it's like, oh, that's pretty impressive because it doesn't yeah. even say the words. It's just a character. You know? So, yeah. <laughs> First, I thought you were going to say, you know, you're spy wearing the spy versus. Spy. versus... <laughs> yeah. well, no, I thought you were going to say, I wear the spy versus family shirt, and then there's this, you know, family and 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 their dog. I was expecting you to say that the dog was a big fan of the show. <laughs> gotcha. No, 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 it was it was kind of funny uh, that uh, some random person knew exactly what my shirt was. Um, all right, so your shirt uh, collection gets respect, Bill. It, it does. It does. I have a She-Hulk <laughs> shirt on right now, as a matter of fact. 
Um, all right, so let's go with uh, you, Sean. Uh, your final thoughts on your, uh, or I should let me rephrase it. Final final thoughts for this episode, Sean. Uh, so as mentioned, I thought it was a really good episode. I really enjoyed the stuff with Henry and Sam. I enjoyed the infected swarm attack. I thought that was really done well and very menacing. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that we're out of KC now. And looking forward to heading to our next destination. All right, sounds good. Um, Mike? Yeah, I like that we're going to be getting to Wyoming next episode, that we're getting progress. I enjoyed this episode because it gave us the human drama and the emotion and the feeling and all that artsy stuff. And it also gave us some really good zombie stuff. Uh, and the child died, so you know I always I always like it when the children die. Uh, so yeah, uh, I I like I said I think this might be my episode I was most satisfied with so far. Mike, is the uh, the um, thing in the basement the best check off of the year so far? Except was that the thing in the basement? So yeah, uh, I don't know. Well, it's, it's some, we're a month in. We're a month and a half in. So it's it's too early. Right, right. Oh, dude, if I had seen Peacemaker last year, because I'm watching it now, I would have said the best checkoff was the news report of the gorilla. That was a big. That was a good one. Yeah, that yeah. would have, that was a good one. I would have said that. I would have said that on our end of year list for Doctor. There's also Marcus. yeah. There's also some helmets, but uh, I don't yeah, want to spoil yeah. that. Okay, right, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. But but yeah, the gorilla. The gorilla. Because I was like, why is they talking about a gorilla? On the new on the TV, it's like it has this, and it's like that's a checkoff. And sure enough, it was a big checkoff. Um, all right, and uh, myself, uh, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good episode. Um, the zombie attack was pretty awesome. Uh, the, the the sniper idea, I thought that was a great scene, and how to find out that he was actually part of Kathleen's army. Um, I didn't really care about the um, the the scene where she was talking to Perry in in her her uh, childhood home because again I knew she was dead by the end of the episode anyway so it's like you know it's come on come on let's move on move ahead move ahead um but all in all uh yeah it was a pretty good episode and um yeah so it'll be interesting to see uh Wyoming and that re uh or the or how Tommy is in this 20 years later period since the last time we saw him uh it's gonna be better yeah I really like this episode it's probably my favorite of the season so far um, I really love the infected scene, and that was probably my favorite part of the episode. But I did like that they had an an actual um, deaf person in the episode, and they had an ASL coordinator. Um, I thought that made it much more authentic. Um, and all around, it was a great episode. And I still believe that fat people can be in charge and kill people. Well, it wasn't just fat people. It was a fat woman. Yeah, yeah. Fat women I, think fat, I think fat women can be in charge and kill people and be mean. Did anybody watch Justified? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Big exactly Mama was big. <laughs> yeah. She seemed to have some clout. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think of some more. Um, the, 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 the woman in, in Peacemaker, she, she was shooting yeah. everybody after he after Peacemaker <laughs> shot people. Yeah, no, no, no. There's, there, there's no shortage. It, it's, it, I'm sorry. That's just a... a Deeply stupid, stupid statement. Sorry, I, I wasn't trying to start the conversation again about it. I just was wanted to say that I still think that. 
Oh yeah, they, they, oh, pe- pe- people can be evil. It don't matter what they look like or who they are or what gender. As long as they're human, you can do it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you yeah. can do it. Yeah, oh yeah, and and, and Kathleen w- w- was a good one. She 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 said, shoot them all and burn them. <laughs> and kids die all the time. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. Just I gotta kill Sam. I, yeah. I, gotta, I gotta kill Sam. I gotta kill him. <laughs> <laughs> so that's nuts. Oh my god. Yeah, she she was nuts, dude. Oh my god. That was that that could be a good villain of the year. I'll tell you that. Even even though uh, I didn't care about the character because I knew she was dead within less than an hour of the show because you know she's been in, was only in the two episodes. Uh, she was still a, a villain. Could be a villain of the year. She doubt. wasn't quite evil enough because I didn't really get yeah. to see enough of her her what she caused. You know, it was all you know behind the scenes. It's kind of right, right, made it le- it lessened the effect for me. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm glad they didn't show everybody shot and then. <laughs> no. I'd have been okay with that kind of scene. They would have made it a dark show. That's for sure. and, and, and hey, in her defense, in her defense, they just shot the people. He didn't like torture them. You know, yeah, he didn't burn them alive. Right? Wasn't was making them fight gladiator games for the entertainment of the uh, of the resistance? Yeah. You know, you know though. You know the mafia, a lot worse. The mafia style type of uh, villain is usually the best types of villains, where they just you know they just shoot them and that's it. They're dead. None of this torture and none of this you know James Bond villainous crap. Just kill them. So they're they're scary, dude. They're scary. At least might be. Oh, there's there's ways to kill him. No attempt to make a sex zombie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, dead dead girl. That was a movie. That was a good yes, movie. Yes, it was. That was a good movie. Um. Uh. All right. So. Um. That's it. So. Uh. That was endure and survive. It was called. Uh. Directed by Jeremy Webb. Uh. I believe he was Australian. Not many survived. Uh, that, that 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 is actually very well, true. Yeah. There's 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 two types of uh, of uh, survivors in a uh, zombie story. There's the ones who die now, and then there's the ones who die later. Yeah, yeah that's true. Uh, and then there's the plot order mold ones, <laughs> and they just throw the ones that die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So uh, one one good thing about these zombies, these people, is that if if you die naturally. You won't come back to life as a zombie, so that's good. Yeah. yeah. So it's so not as bad as the other types of zombies. You just, uh, if you all die, you're dead. Yeah, you come back. So yeah, yeah. The worst type are the ones that you just croak and you, and, you, and you come back. Yes. Because then there's no yeah. escaping it. Right, <laughs> and and you have to um like I said if if you know you're sleeping in a room with a bunch of people and one person's croaks. <laughs> Everybody's in trouble. You're screwed. Yeah, so right. everybody should not lock themselves in, in rooms. Uh, anyway, so uh, Jeremy Webb uh, directed it. Craig Mazin uh, wrote it. Uh, February 12th it came out uh, and whatnot. Uh, next week is Kin, uh, directed by, I think, uh, Bosnia-Herzegovinian uh, woman named Jasmila Zabanik. Uh, hey, I have a final. I have a final note, Phil. Um, no matter what I think of these episodes, uh, they are very well directed and very well photographed, and you know all the cinematography is great. Um, mm. So just want to put that out there. There is that is sure. unescapable. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah, all these, all this stuff is uh, even even bad shows that uh, a lot of times they 
they got enough enough money to to you know behind them to make it good. And this one, like Mike said, with the green screens and and the making it look real apocalyptic, it it, it works. So I would concur. Uh, everybody, everything behind the scenes is is, is good. Uh, and of course, the music they got right from the video game, and that's actually yep. probably the best part of the show. That because the music. And I don't mean that as derogatory. It's just the music is so awesome. It's just great. It is. Yeah. It suits it perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. So uh, that's pretty much it. So we'll be back next week. Uh, so, uh, Mike, why don't you lead us out? All right. Well, thank you uh, once again for listening to episode five of the Rise of the Cordyceps Infected podcast. Uh, I think the whatever vetching we had about behind-the-scenes philosophies. I think we all liked the episode, found a lot of things to enjoy it, uh, enjoy about it, and uh, I think they the right mix of uh, human drama and zombie drama, and uh, hopefully more of it continues next week when we finally make it to Wyoming. So please join us for episode six in just seven days. <laughs> <laughs>